Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. So today's episode is super interesting. It's all about selling on social media or social selling uh, is another term that you may have heard about. And I wanted to share the five biggest mistakes that I'm noticing folks are making when they are using social media in particular to sell. So if you are using social media in your business right now, which I think is like 99% of the world's population, right? If you are using social media in order to be able to attract your customers, to nurture them uh, so that they, they become you know, qualified leads and inviting them to work with you in a variety of capacities inside of your programs, your offers, your services, your products, then you want to listen in on today's episode where I'm going to break down the five biggest mistakes that I keep seeing over and over and over again. And it does not matter how big your audience size is or how small. These are the big issues that I'm seeing kind of across the board. And I wanted to break them down for you today. So I'm going to, call, I'm going to cover off five, five things. And I wanted to keep this one a little bit on the shorter side um, because truthfully, Social media is such a big topic and these five mistakes in general, I could actually probably spend a whole episode on every single one or a blog post on every single one because they're meaty, this meaty topic. And so because of that, I decided I don't want to get you bogged down in, in the weeds. I want to make sure that we keep this high level and to ensure that you are understanding what it is that you may or may not be doing today with your social media in particular, especially when you're using it, not just from a marketing perspective, but ultimately in order to help engage potential clients with you, people that are going to actually buy your products and services. And perhaps you may even be using social media as a main method for how you actually close sales. Because a lot of my clients, that is a primary mechanism that they're using in their business is social media to close sales. Uh, Similarly to how I grew my business and have continued to grow and scale my business. And the primary mechanism is social media. So number one, mistake number one is treating all platforms the same. Now, here's the thing. In order to be successful on social media, you actually don't need to be on all social media platforms. That is a big uh, preconceived notion that I think social media strategists actually would have you to believe is that you have to be on all different platforms all at the same time in order for people to feel like you're omnipresent and that you're extremely relevant and that you're um, being able to talk to your audience and your ideal customers all the time. So I'm going to share with you a story about why this is not true. When I first started my business, you may be familiar with my story, but maybe not. When I first started this uh, back in late 2016, I was recovering from a medical illness. I was, I still am uh, having uh, chronic in- illness 
and I had a lot of chronic pain. So I'm formally diagnosed with fibromyalgia and with some other kind of autoimmune issues uh, that greatly impact my ability to, to focus, but also to have the hours of my day. As a result, I decided that I needed to just focus on one social media platform because I knew that social media was where my audience was. It was going to be the easiest way for me to build a business because social media is free. And so if you're not on social media right now, what you waiting on? Like that is right now, it is a free way to be able to connect with your audience, to nurture your audience, and to be able to convert your audience into paying customers and get sales. So you don't need to be all over the place. I had picked one platform and grew quickly to six figures and then to multi six figures shortly thereafter using the power of one, which is something that I um, commit to with my clients, because I know that when you are a business owner, you're wearing all the hats, it's very easy to get swayed by all the different strategies and tactics that are out there, including all the different social media platforms. Now, when I was on, and I still am on Facebook, which was the platform that I chose, I had my ideal clients saying that they felt like I was literally everywhere, that I was stalking them, that everywhere they they looked, that it felt like I was there. Now, here's the thing. I was on one platform, but I was doing it in such a strategic manner and giving content that was exactly what they wanted to hear or needed to hear that they were looking for, that they essentially felt like we were having a private conversation. Now, if your strategy is to be on all the platforms and to use the same content, just know that the algorithms and that each platform is is designed in a very specific way. And so while it will allow you to be visible, it won't have the same engagement. It won't have the same traction. It won't have the same conversion. If you are simply just flipping from one strategy, let's say a Facebook strategy and converting that to Instagram or Instagram to Pinterest or Pinterest to LinkedIn or even LinkedIn to TikTok. These are all very different animals. And I wish uh, I could share with you a visual here because <laughs> on, uh, I think it's on one of the different social media platforms that I've seen, um, there is a meme that is floating around where it actually shows you the different images. Like it's somebody uh, doing different facial images or, and or dress, right? They're dressed up differently to demonstrate how different the different social media platforms operate, right? So as an example, like LinkedIn would be very formal with a, you know, suit and tie. And uh, right now, TikTok would be um, kind of a free-for-all. <laughs> right? Like you could just kind of look however you needed to on that particular platform and channel. So that is the very first mistake that I see is that you are treating all the social media platforms exactly the same, exactly the same strategy, exactly the same content, exactly the same uh, engagement, and you can't do that. You have to really respect the platform and really think thoughtfully about uh, first, which platform that you're going to use for which, uh, which client base that you're, you're wanting to attract and connect with. And then the other piece is how does that platform want your content to be uh, put out there in the world in order to be able to respect the way that people are going to consume it? Number two is um, confusing your audience 
because you are being incongruent with your content that you put out, your value-based content, like the things that you put out for free, and your paid programs and offers, your promotional activities and your promotional content. Now, time and time again, what I see is that, um, and this, again, it happens across across the boat. Now, probably less so in a super niche market, but I still can see this from time to time because the number one question that I get from clients is, so what con- what type of content should I put where? Like, can I, is it okay if I share this over here? Is it okay if I share, you know, when I go on vacation? Is it okay if I'm sharing about things uh, behind the scenes? Is it okay if I'm sharing about my personal life and my dog or my family? Like the things that are important to you. And what I would say is that, yes, you can share, but you don't want to share where it is going to create confusion for your audience. Now, with lifestyle brands, with personal brands in particular, there is a lot more flexibility. There is a lot more, um, there's a lot more leniency right, around the types of content that you're going to share. Because as a lifestyle brand or a personal brand, the face of your business, without being like a big corporate structure or a brand, as I use air quotes, there's less expectation from your audience that you are going to be formal. If you are the the face of the brand, they expect you to be the face of the brand, meaning that they want to see what's happening in your world. They want to see what it is that you're doing. They want to see how you create some of the products or the services that you are creating. They want to see how you spend your day if you're not working all the time or even if you are working all the time. So these things that will allow your audience to be drawn in are, are completely fine. However, there is such a thing, I believe, as oversharing. Now, you may not agree with me, and that is totally fine, friend, but I'm going to tell you that I've had clients who have literally, because I follow a lot of you, (laughs) if you're a client listening to this right now, you're probably nodding your head because you know I've done this, where I've reached out and said, hey there, what you doing? Because if I'm confused, you better believe that the people that you're trying to actually communicate with, that you're trying to serve, are also confused. Because if you are getting uh, crickets on your offers, if you are getting people going, oh, that's interesting, like, I had no idea that's what you did, or, oh, I really wasn't clear on what it is that your business is all about, or I didn't really understand that this is how you help people, it's probably because you are talking about all of the things instead of the thing that you do in your business in a way that it actually resonates and connects to the people that you want to serve in that business. And so this is very confusing. This is confusing for me. It's confusing for you. It's confusing for your audience. And so it does not mean that you can't share. It just means that you have to think thoughtfully about does this help my ideal client move closer to me or further away? Meaning that the more confusion that you create, the more friction you make, the more steps it takes for somebody to really understand what it is that you are all about. And most people aren't going to do that. They're not going to take those added steps, right? And so if your content is strictly because you feel like you need to fill up the space, you feel like you've been told that you need to, you know, fill up all the stories um, on Instagram as an example in order to allow people to like, not forget that you're still there. 
it's better for you to create meaningful dialogue and opportunities for people to have a conversation with you and to know a little bit more about who you are, what you stand for, your brand story, your programs, your services, your offers in a way that leads people to move closer to you than to create confusion. Uh, because as Donna Miller likes to say, I love, I love my good friend, Don. Um, when you confuse, you lose. And I add to this and say, when you confuse, people don't buy. People don't buy. And right now, they just move on to the next thing. And so if you find that people are dropping off on your social media content, they're not engaging with your stories, they aren't following you anymore, that people who used to comment are no longer commenting. Yes, that could be a function of the algorithm. But more often than not, it's a function of you. It's a function of your confusion. And so really take an opportunity to think about whether or not there's congruence between the free content that you're sharing and the things that you are putting out there in the world and the offers that you are inviting people to uh, purchase from you, okay? Number three, you are only selling or you are only posting value or non-promotional content with no balance. So this is related to the other one, but it's still separate because too often we are told these formulas, right? Like the 80-20 rule. And then we are also told the, the, the more you sell, the more you make. And then we're told, well, you shouldn't be selling. You have to give, 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 give. Does anybody else feel totally confused about what the heck you're supposed to be doing? Because <laughs> all of that conflicts. Now, here's the thing. I can't tell you how often you need to sell. What I can tell you is that if you're not seeing the kind of results that you want in your business, chances are there's something not quite right with the way that you're selling, the frequency that you're selling, or the people that you're selling to, right? So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, yeah, that sounds like me and I'm not quite sure, I want you to go back and listen to um, our episode, which is all about the two essential things that you actually need to make a sale, because I need you to understand that as well. But the other part is that when you're thinking about right now um, for yourself, that how do I strike that balance? How do I make sure that I am, because I'm scared to be sleazy when I'm, you know, constantly selling and, and being spammy. I like to teach my clients how to um, sell and and give value at the same time. It is a combination piece. And that is a unique strategy, a unique framework that I give my clients when I work with them in my programs. What I will say, say to you right now is that if you do only one or only the other, so if you are only selling all the time and you actually are giving no value whatsoever outside of a sales pitch, then you're not going to see results because people are just going to tune you out. You're going to start sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 right? And on the flip side, if you are only giving value, if you're just giving, 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 you're like the mama bird feeding her baby birds. Well, what do baby birds do? While they're still in the nest, all they can do is they're just waiting for somebody to feed them. So are your baby birds, your audience members, are they just waiting for you to come by and drop value and drop value and drop value and just feed me, feed me, feed me? Because I'm going to tell you that's exhausting. And it is something that I had to learn the hard way because when I first started, I was told that I was told two different things. We don't do free, so you can't give anything to anybody unless they pay you. And then the opposite, give everything away for free that you possibly can. 
And while I still, and you've probably heard me say on this podcast, that I still am a huge fan of giving. I am a servant leader, and I know that chances are you, my friend, are also a servant leader, and you love to give. You also need to know when to ask. You can't just give and never ask because guess what? You're not going to have a business for very long. You're going to have a very expensive hobby. And eventually you may grow to hate what you have built because you're simply not seeing the return. So either one of those is going to get you with zero results for your business, right? And it's more importantly, going to leave you feeling exhausted because you're churning through all of this activity, but simply not seeing the payoff as a result of doing that. So my, um, my, you know, selling and serving method methodology that I teach clients when they're, especially when they're posting on social media and they're providing a huge amount of value through their, their content, it allows them to never feel bad about making offers because when you have this dialed in, then you're going to be able to confidently know that you've already earned the right to ask people to continue to do business with you because you know that that's the next logical step. Okay, so number four, number four is uh, very similar to number one, and it is spray and pray, spray and pray, meaning that you are just saying the same thing over and over and over again, and literally just praying that is it going to work? Is it going to work? And too often what I see, and and I get it because, I mean, I teach this as well, that you need to have some consistency uh, but between what it is that you are doing, right? Behind your actions, behind your activities. And so if you're constantly doing a new thing every single time, then you're not going to be able to see the fruits of your labor. It's like uh, a farmer planting a different seed every time. Well, you're going to have all kinds of crazy stuff growing if if at all, because you won't know how to water it. You won't know what kind of sun it needs. You won't know how to fertilize it. Those crops just simply won't grow if you are basically planting all kinds of different seeds all at the same time. And that's essentially what ends up happening when you are using the spray and pray method, right? So when you do this on your social media, essentially what ends up happening is that you are talking to nobody because you're doing such a broad brush with your message with the problems that you're trying to solve with perhaps even your offers like you're trying to create something that will be the end all and be all to all things to everybody that it really doesn't stick for any one particular person and you may be doing again same as um mistake number one which is treating all platforms the same you literally are just putting all the same stuff out there over and over and over and over without realizing that perhaps it's not working, right? And I find that this happens a lot when we are trying to sell on social media, that it is simply you only show up on social media when it's time to sell or you have increased the amount of activity when it is launch time or sales time and people know, people know that, oh, something's happening because all of a sudden you are ramping up that activity. There's a flurry of things that are happening with you uh, posting more, maybe even reaching out more, commenting more, whatever it, it looks like for you under the spray and pray. It follows a lot of different um, pathways, but the intention behind it is essentially the same, that there is no strategy, that there is no method, 
that there is no rhyme or reason and that it is simply a matter of volume. Like I'm just going to try and hit as many people as possible with the thing that I'm trying to sell and hope and pray that someone somewhere out there is going to say yes. It's not, it's not going to work. And it probably hasn't been working. And this is what I see across the board. Um, and I want you to, I really want you to stop doing this one because it's exhausting. Actually, most of these are exhausting activities because when you don't have that specificity, it really means that nobody knows to put up their hand to engage with you. And it really doesn't take a lot of time and effort to dial this in. It just takes courage because instead of you uh, putting out the, the giant fishing net to try and catch all the fish in the ocean, you are using your hook and line, right? You're just using your hook and line with that special bit of bait that is designed uniquely for your special client that is going to go, yeah, I want what it is that you have to offer. Tell me how. And if you're doing the spray and pray method, there is no hope or prayer that you're going to be able to really capitalize on the number of people that you are here to be able to help um, as quickly as you want to be able to help them. So I've had clients when we have um, actually generated some of our, our past programs that have eliminated this and they have seen results within the first few posts that they have started to shift that messaging. They have started to shift their positioning. They have started to shift their mindset around how they show up and how they engage with folks so that they're not doing this crazy broad brush sort of approach. So that's number four. Number five, our last one, last but not least for this particular topic is all about not being social, <laughs> which I know you're probably thinking, what? What the what? Um, but here's the thing. As an introvert, I totally understand. I go through a love-hate relationship with social media, even though it is a big driver for how I get clients and how I continue to build relationships with existing clients and with other people who help help me build my business, not just clients themselves, right? So people who want me to speak at their events or for their groups or their paid programs, um, you have to be social. Now, this does not mean that you need to be an extrovert or super outgoing or particularly charming. In fact, I believe that, especially right now, social media is designed to really work and capitalize on uh, introverted tendencies because you can take it and leave it whenever you need to. The main thing here is that you actually need to think about what the purpose of social media is and how you can take advantage of that when you're trying to sell on social media. So social media wants you to be social. Social media encourages you to be social. That means that the more engagement you give the platform, any platform, the more engagement the platform is going to give back to you. And this also feeds directly into your sales promotions. So if you are only uh, engaging with people when it comes time to launch, well, the platform doesn't know that you're social. And so it won't know that this is something that you normally do. It's going to just think of it as a little bit of a blip and it's not going to help you push that content back out. Now, if you do this on a consistent basis, then the, the platform knows that you are a high quality content creator. Now, what does that mean for 
our social media algorithms of all kinds, it means that every single platform wants more people to engage on the platform. It wants you to stay. It wants you to be social. It wants you to connect. It wants you to have conversations. It wants you to comment back and forth and be able to really create more content on the platform because guess what happens? Every single piece of content uh, or comment is a piece of content. Every single message is a piece of content. And that means that people are going to spend more time on that platform. Well, as a social media platform, that is their holy grail. The more time that you spend, the more time they have to be able to help promote other businesses that may be using paid advertising as an example, right? So, Here, it does not mean that you have to kill yourself in order to be social. It means that you need to spend some very specific targeted time, and this is exactly what I break down with my clients inside my programs, to be able to know when you do this, how you do this. You can have templates and scripts to enable you or a team member to be able to do this in a way that it still sounds like you and it's authentic and congruent to your voice and your brand. Because the worst thing is when you have a company or an agency or even just your assistant, a VA who you've hired to do some of these activities for you to take it off your plate so that you can remain in your zone of genius. And yet it sounds completely different from you. It doesn't sound like you whatsoever. And so it's almost like you just shot yourself in the foot, right? So I want you to understand that being social on social media helps you to sell more. It does not need to take hours upon hours a day. You do not need to be slaves to the social media platform or the algorithms. You do not need to be some kind of whiz kid guru um, and social media ninja in order to figure this out. It's just having these simple tricks and understanding what it is that the social media platform wants and how humans behave on each of these platforms because a lot of this is housed in consumer behavior, in human behavior, and human psychology, right? So I hope this was helpful for you. This was a blast to be able to dissect as I trolled through social media, trying to find some patterns of behavior that I could break down for you. So let's do a quick recap right here, right now. So number one mistake is treating all platforms the same. Number two is uh, confusing your audience with an incongruence between your content and your offers. Number three is only selling or only posting value. So doing one or the other and not being able to balance off selling with giving. Number four is using a spray and pray method, especially when it comes to your, um, your sales promotions and your sales activities. And number five is not actually being social, not actually being social, not being engaging, not conversing with people, not actually paying attention to what it is that your audience is actually wanting to engage with you on and with. And so those are my five biggest mistakes that I wanted to break down with you right here, right now. Uh, If this was helpful, tag me over on the Instagrams at at Susan McVeigh. I would love to hear from you which mistake was the most impactful um, and that you had your biggest aha moment on. And I can't wait to hear from you and celebrate your successes. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Hey, after this episode, are you thinking what I'm thinking, which is 
how in the heck do I create my irresistible offer? How do I make sure that what I'm creating, what I'm asking people to work with me on is actually uh, helping them, but more importantly, that is making them go, I want that, like I want in. Where do I sign up? How do I work with you? Give me more details so that you never have to feel like you're having to convince or push somebody or send out like a million cold DMs to folks who simply aren't interested Have you ever had that happen? So if that sounds like something that you know that you need, right? Like if you know that you need to dive in deeper around creating that irresistible offer, if you know that you need some help around really dialing in your messaging and how to get buyers for your programs before you've even created them so that they could be sold out and you knew with certainty and with confidence that people were excited for what it was that you were about to put out there in the world, I want to invite you to come and join me for my upcoming program, Sold Out Success. Uh, We are just in the stages of starting to create this based on popular demand and requests from our clients. So you will be the first to know as soon as I have more details, as soon as I put together any training or information, you will be jumped to the front of the line, the VIP list. Come ahead and grab your spot, my friend, and join us on the wait list. I can't wait to see your name on there. And uh, yeah, let, let's, let's get this going.